I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the podcast, the box set pod. My name is Howell and this is Jamie. This is Matthew Wandless. Winter has come. Winter has come. It's freezing in Game of Thrones, and uh, it's here. Well, so we're going to talk about the first episode of the last season of Game of Thrones on this podcast. Uh, we will do that, and we'll see where we're up to with our predictions as well in that, which is fun. After we deal with a few other things, including lovely listeners who have got back in touch with us. Um, so... First of all, Lee got some abuse because he'd abused Matthew and then we sided with him. Um, this is because he compared him to Chris Sutton, which if you are a football fan in Britain, you might know that he's a pundit that people find a little bit uh, grating, I think. was that that's, you know, I was I watching him last night. I was watching the Champions League last night and Chris Sutton came on and I was looking at his face and just thinking, I can't believe <laughs> someone out there had the nerve to compare me to this man. Amazing. <laughs> and was cruel enough to do that. I, I mean, yeah. come on. That story could come have on. that story could have gone. I was watching Chris Sutton last night and in a moment of great reflection a tear fell down my face and I realized that I was as annoying as Chris Sutton. But no, of course, Matthew just turned more hate towards Lee in that situation. I don't hate him. I'm 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 offended. I'm wounded. Um he actually replied being um apologetic, which I thought was way out of line. I mean, don't ever apologise for um, insulting Matthew Wanless. That just uh, ruins the point. He says, I wasn't being harsh towards him. I find Chris, I find Sutton entertaining, and I'm a claret. Matt is quite, I don't know what that means, by the way. I think that's something to do with wine. Matt is quite argumentative, but you need that. It provides balance. It would be a drab listen if you all thought alike. And that's why he's so irritating, you're right. He does it on purpose. It. Uh, I didn't mean his opinions were poorly considered. If he thinks he is like Honingstein, then I'd agree with that. He can be quite confrontational, but he's always a good panellist. Watch the Formula go. One series, by the way. Definite thumbs up from me. Trying to persuade others to watch. Can't quite believe some of the storylines that actually happened in real life. Surprised that the people involved were happy to be portrayed like that. Well, maybe they weren't. They probably signed release forms before they started filming it. Um, thank you, Lee, again. And another, another email. Uh, this is a new listener. Can I just mentioned something that I realised from last week when yes. we were talking about Lee's email. Yes, my love. He was talking about um, Boo's ghost in Fleabag. Oh, are we playing the part of Boo's, Boo's go- spirit? I think yeah, and I, I realised what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. Boo is uh, her friend that died. It, it oh, didn't occur to me until I listened back God. to the podcast, and I was like, that's a really interesting idea. That's absolutely yeah. right, because I thought if her name was Boo, I thought you've got it completely wrong there, uh, because if anything, she'd be leaving... I was going to say she's leaving beside she's leaving behind her guilt and is able to move on and therefore you're absolutely right it's the guilt over the death of a friend 
that's bang I, on. I found that to be a really interesting uh, idea. Yeah, an observation. It's got to be that, yeah, hasn't it's, it? It's something I'd heard. I'd heard a lot about it on, on online about that that idea, that theory, and I think it does have some weight to it, doesn't it? Well, what it's else could it nice, be? It's got to be that, doesn't it? Well, no, I don't think be. you can say anything definitively. But uh, well, I don't think she's waving goodbye to us and saying that's the end of the series. I think she's she's moving on emotionally from something difficult, and it's got to be that. This is the problem with you, Howell. You deal in absolutes. Well, that is know. what it is. It just is. Um, no, so, it's art, Howell. It's open to interpretation. <laughs> um, so the next part, the next one from Roger. I came across like a real douche there. I didn't mean that seriously. I was <laughs> we trying to know. Be <laughs> Don't you start apologising? Then we'll all be in trouble. Greetings from across the pond, says Roger. Listening to the latest pod, Game of Thrones Salivation Society, right now, and wanted to drop you this short note. Absolutely love the chemistry between you guys. Well, at least between a couple of you guys. <laughs> uh, my wife Melissa turned me onto your pod recently, and now I look forward to every episode. Shout out to Melissa who's probably listening now also thanks for helping me make it through another dragging day I replied saying Roger what a lovely email I'm going to just take it red that you I mean uh, the Matt bashing bandwagon there's no need to correct me if I'm wrong because there's no way it would be Jamie that was annoying you thanks so much for emailing and listening tell us where you're from He's from Kansas City, he said. Grew up in Kansas, moved to Kansas City when they got married, and Melissa and he are bound to Yosemite next month to celebrate the 25th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. I love listening to you around the world on the cheap episodes a while back. Thank you, Roger, because these two certainly didn't. Um, and I think I remember you stopped at Yosemite. Any words of advice? I said, yes, avoid it when it's on fire, because we weren't allowed in, because it was on fire, for, it was closed for the first time in decades. So there we go. And one final email, unless there's any feedback on that one. I'm watching a documentary called The Dawn Wall at the moment, which is uh, about El- climbing El Capitan. Ah, excellent. A, a, a yeah, particular but- part of El Capitan, which has never been climbed before. It's a fantastic documentary. What's that on? Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, I've watched that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, really good. The guy who do, who does it even Wait, loses don't, his feet. Don't, don't, oh, don't oh, say what it. an absolute dingbat! I mean, it's, <laughs> it, you find out early on in the film, but it's like the moment I found out, I was like, "It's what amazing." Are you talking about? <laughs> it's it's crazy. Great. Yeah. Thank you. It's a great story, though. Uh, finally, Rebecca emailed studio at the box at pod.com. Just listen to your entire commentary on the Red Wedding. I completely forgot we'd done this episode where Jamie and I watched the Red Wedding, told you to press play at the same time as us, and then commentated on it. Loved it, she says. Also, love Chuck and Dexter. Just found your podcast yesterday, so I'm skipping around episode episodes. You guys are so nice to listen to. I'm Canadian, so those accents are A+. Glad I found your pod. Well, Rebecca, that's what it's all about. Thank you. That was a Canadian dig there. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Rebecca, it's so nice to get your email. Thank you. And if you would like to email us, you can hear how happy it makes us. Uh, Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Bring it on. Bring it on. So we've got three emails this week from different people. Three whole emails from different flipping listeners. Holy shit, I'm going to have to stop taking the tube. Yes. <laughs> you might get mugged. Uh, right, brilliant. 
Um, thank you. So, we'll get on to our predictions for Game of Thrones and give each other some scores on our predictions uh, at some point. First, um, the OA, uh, Jamie has now finished that. And uh, does the does the next series satisfy in the same way or in a different way as the first one, Jamie? I mean, um, I can't quite get my head round how how I feel about the ending. I think I think I feel bad. I think I feel bad about it. <laughs> does he do another? I don't know if you pass? guys are going to plough in, and I, I want you to because I, I think it's still worth the journey. But where it gets to is very is completely ludicrous, right. and to the point where they cross that line. And this is the problem with like high concept sort of storytelling ideas. Is the beginning is so much fun and enjoyable. Yes. It's like the Matrix. We talked about the Matrix. The first yeah. Matrix film is brilliant. It's the beginning. Oh, you're you're finding out about the Matrix and you're finding out about about a different world that the, the they live in. And then when it gets into the actual minutiae and you go along with the story and you find out more about the world and the characters, it gets more and more ridiculous and it stops being like this wonderful journey and starts going a little bit haywire and you can't believe it or follow it as easily. And that's how the OA is going. And I still want to watch season three because I want to see how they manage to turn this ridiculous ending into something remotely not stupid. It's, so it's, I'd like to see what you think of it. It's like, Can I ask one question? Yeah. Is there another school shooting at the end of the second series? There is not is another there school another shooting. dance at the end of the series? Another what? Dance. Interpreted dance. Uh, There's got to be another uh, dance, surely. Well, yeah, they, they still break the dance moves out uh, at, at certain points, yeah. But does it but, end on it? It, no, well, it ends with. Uh, mm, I don't know how. I don't why know, would you ask that question? All right, forget <laughs> it. What a jackass question to ask. It's <laughs> a so yes uh, or no. What's the, Jamie, what's the ending? I did not ask that. I asked, you know, should I bother watching if if it's going to have the same payoff, which is, wow, we can do an interpretive dance and save the world. No, I mean, the dancing's not even important anymore as much as it's still part of it, but this is more about where we end up on this journey with with Prairie, with the OA, with, with these characters. It's absolutely ludicrous. The problem is. I think it's worth going just to see where they've gone with it but anyway just I feel like please the, go there the problem you described is a lot like my my uh, issue with who done it that you can rarely get a satisfying um thing and and when a series is trying to create different sorry when a yeah when a series is trying to create different seasons if that entire story relies on a mysterious question at the beginning like what's going on this is the version of who done it, isn't it? What's happening? Um, you, it feels like. Well, how far can they move us in a series before that becomes unsatisfying, or before you want more answers? If it, let me ask you this: if if you were to have a scale of like how far things moved in the first series, let's say things moved from one to five out of ten in the first series, how much further do you feel it's gone in the second series? Does it travel very far, or has it just kind of gone to seven? It's travelled to one thousand. Oh, it's, so it's just gone I berserkoid. It's 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 destroyed the entire original <laughs> scale. <laughs> I don't know how to. It's just been, yeah. like 
uh, the thing is, I love the like, I love the imagination of the show, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that captured me in the first place. And I love that this feels like some couple of people in a room, just like just coming up with ideas, <laughs> yeah. and then they've gone, they've just got to that point where someone should have said oh that one's a bit stupid that one and then they should have been reined in a little bit because where they've gone with it it's just they've taken it too far like i know what you mean like it is the idea of the who done it to an extent there is a bit of that mm. but i think you can tell fantastical stories and keep people believing in them i mean game of thrones is a fantastical story and we're still believing in it but it's um it's just they've gone too far too ridiculous but I, I think you should watch it. I think you should really watch it because I think I think you'll find it really interesting. The, the, it's a massive risk they took doing what they've done, and it's a huge risk. And I've never seen a show do this before, okay. so it's worth watching to see a show do something that ridiculous. <laughs> Has it risky. turned into a uh, single camera uh, or a multi-camera comedy within a live studio all, audience? All I'll say is this: it's got quite meta. It's got quite meta. Oh, really? Okay. I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested. So it's following them it, making the show or something like that. I'm not saying any more. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I like it already. Good. Good. Um, okay. This is us, Jamie. Um, I mean, how many have you watched? Two. Two. So we're still not at four, which means we can't take anything. Jamie says. <laughs> As, uh, I have watched on to, seri- to episode four, by the way. Have oh. you? And have you changed yeah. your mind? I, I, I wanted to be sure. No, not at all. <laughs> I am more and more entrenched. I hate this show. Oh. I think it is dreadful. Where's your heart? You've got to have a leap of... You've got to have a, a serious sense of, you know, heart to listen to watch this show and go, look, this is what real life is kind of like, even if it's told in a slightly rose-tinted... Uh, Californian slightly rose tinted the amount of shit that people do in this show which is just like this is the apex of what you can do for someone in this situation like <laughs> I, I'm like when people just do it, it's like if you took every outlandish romantic gesture from friends and crammed it into 10 episodes yeah that's what this show feels like already it's just it, it's it, it's making me physically hurt but isn't the there the, isn't the, the, the aren't there some central questions about what's happened to these characters that make you think that perhaps these romantic gestures might be covering up something else don't give a fuck oh yeah of course they're all damaged and blah 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 and oh this boy <laughs> drowned because his brother nearly drowned and and then this one oh no she's you know she's grown up obese i don't want to minimize anyone's problems but having them dealt with within these saccharine Smug. Um, right, so let's go to Jamie. What did you think, make Jamie? You want to fucking vomit, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie? Oh, I mean, I think Matt. I think Matt's been harsh, Great. personally. Good. Um, I don't. I don't think the first two are great or anything, but I think the performances are good. Mm-hmm. I think the the fat boyfriend's really good. He's great. He's very. Um, and he is quite I, good. But he gets like really it. annoying by episode four. No, oh, didn't. really? No. Um, I actually think there's some funny bits as well. I think it's quite funny. Yeah. Um, that like, doesn't do well with are, comedy. Go on. It does. Yeah. My issue. I have. I do have issues with it early on. My issues really are that I feel like 
the it's overwritten in a way that like the the characters always seem to come out with these really eloquent speeches right yeah they're excellent it feels like i'm listening to not the character but the writers speaking like i don't i can't hear them it, it feels like any character could be making that speech from the show because it's just the writer's voice that i'm hearing yeah, and that annoys me a little bit. You know, I articulated what I said a minute ago badly. It's like every scene is the scene in Jerry Maguire where she says, um, you had me at hello. And yeah. he says, you complete me. It's like every scene is that scene. There's nothing, there's no other note on this show. It's just always a heartfelt fucking warmth. But that's, and it's but boring. That's, <laughs> but that's what this is. That's the nature of romantic comedies, is that you cut to the moments in life where people said really good things to each other. It, time passes. Constant. It's like You're it's, not there to you watch have to every day. If there's nothing else, then there's no point in watching it. It's it's absolutely pointless. It's like, it's like if every meal you ate was ice cream, you eventually you just want to kill yourself. Ah, but I think that the ice cream is, for, for what it is... And for what it's worth, ice cream is this ice cream is particularly well made for what it is. That's what I think. Uh, I'm just more open-hearted. I have a wider taste than Matthew, and and Jamie's you know a, a bit closer to it. But uh, sincerity is something that Matthew. I really do. I do with. quite like the twist at the end of the first episode. I uh, like the the okay. realization of the the you know what's going on. And, I quite uh, like the twist at the end, end of the first yeah. episode. What I didn't like was the start of the next episode where they kept on showing things that showed it was in the seventies. Where it was like, look at how fucking clever we are. We fooled <laughs> you. You didn't notice that we're in the past. Oh yeah, it was just like oh, I hated it. Lovely, so much. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? Um, I think I think this is something that Lauren would like, my wife. So I might actually watch it with her. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's something for. Pay- I know, and I'm so glad that I know this. But Hannah would absolutely <laughs> hate this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe, maybe she's as hardened a cynic and a critic as you are. Who knows? But you should open. I can't, you know what? This is the fundamental difference between us, and I really do mm. feel this. And it, oh. without. You know, taking away all the hyperbole and everything. Mm. The fact that I, that you like this show and I like Transparent is the difference between us. Well, I, d- I know the difference between us is I I also like Transparent. Like I don't. No, dis- you don't. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't no, you don't. I didn't Listen carry back on with the it. episodes where we talked about that. You didn't like that show. How many series did you watch? Did you even make it through series one? No, but but that's no. not because <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Obviously, you loved that. No, show, if you, you didn't realize how much you liked uh, it, if you go back, if you go back and listen to it, you'll hear that at the time I was not willing to pay for Amazon Prime. That's why I didn't carry on with it. It's because I just did the free trial. I, I, What's this? Is us on? What's this? Uh, is us showing on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm on it Amazon. now. So I could it's go on back Amazon to Prime, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I could yeah. go back to it. It's fine. I, I will watch. You could, could you? I don't think you will. I think that what you've misunderstood is that I am a lot like Jonathan Ross as a film critic, in that Jonathan Ross can enjoy the pappiest of pap and the artiest of art and be happy. Some people can't. They can't get beyond that. The things I can't get beyond. I'm not going to have uh, this, Howell. Well, <laughs> Steven Seagal is one of my favourite movie stars. Yeah, but that's just because that's action movies. And he makes different. utter shit. Yeah, but that's different. That's like um, putting up with, you know, we all like a burger. I'm not saying I'm like a, it's like a burger. 
I'm saying that there's genuine value. Well, I'm glad to those you're not things. saying it's like a burger. That would be that would be ridiculous. <laughs> People talk about taste as if, oh, you know, I can put up with pop music. I am saying there's genuine worth to this is us that is different from the genuine worth of transparent. That's what I'm saying. I, I can. In, it's okay to enjoy both, but it's fine that you don't. It's just that. Hey, you, look, I, it's you know. fine. It, it's fine for everyone to enjoy whatever they want. But I hated this. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just feel sorry for you. I want you to enjoy more. Uh, but it, uh, but like um, what's it, uh, Lee said on the email, it wouldn't make an interesting podcast if Matthew was more open-hearted. So, have you ever seen the film? Um, I'm sorry, I won't, don't want to harp on about this. We haven't even talked about Game of Thrones yet. Go on. But have you seen the film Untouchable? Uh, who's in that? It, uh, I, I couldn't tell you the name of the, name of the actor. It's a French film. Yeah, yeah. They really made it, didn't they, with Kevin Hart? They did, which is a disaster. Um, I haven't seen it, but I know it's a disaster. I love the um, Kevin Hart version. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Go on. Uh, so it's it's about a very wealthy um, quadriplegic guy um, who is hiring a kind of a, a carer. And uh, so he, he lives in Paris. Uh, yeah, he's uber wealthy. And this young kind of uh, uh, African um, guy comes in and... Uh, tries out for the job and is kind of obviously not at all qualified for it. But the wealthy guy sees something um, fun in him, and they strike up this incredible friendship. And it's uh, it's a wonderful, touching, uh, beautiful film. Mm-hmm. But and, and it and it has moments like uh, this is us in it. But it's it's just. It's got so much more class and so much less worthiness about it. It doesn't try so hard to be so worthy. It's like, it, I, I, you know, I'm just trying to say that, uh, that that's the fundamental problem I have with this. Is that it's not that I li- dislike things that are um, happy or um, mm. or make you feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It's just that if, if if that's all it does, then it's pointless. I think it's a fascinating well is it though that's my question i don't know if that's true that it's pointless if it just makes you feel warm and fuzzy i think that's okay like uh again it's 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 okay to just i think i get i think i get what matthew's saying in the like i think the the warm and fuzziness in in what i've watched so far just feels a little bit like like Matthew said, it's not earned. In 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 a respect, it's just like it's it's just feels like not real. Or mm. I just feel like when those warm fuzzy moments come, I'm I'm hearing this perfectly worded speech, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of going, "This is some brilliantly talented writer and a, a really good actor." That's what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing a character say this speech. I'm hearing this individual who's a good actor and a performer delivering mm. a very well constructed speech and and so you don't you don't buy it which means that the warm fuzziness feels a bit fake and a bit candy floss yeah. you know but i can't feel- as, as i said last week i think it is technically good um for, for the most part i think and I'm, I'm some of the characters are starting to wear on me because um i they've just become like what jamie's sort of saying they're just a bit vesely Mm. And the, everyone seems to do the right thing all the time. Yes, and, uh, and there's certainly a formula to that, which which I notice, which is you know, somebody makes a mistake and then they they make that better over an episode. Yeah. 
and it but and, and I'm not claiming that it's the best thing ever made at all. I think your criticisms are uh fair. I could certainly go down that route and and I would say now I'm watching season two, I think it, it I, I would agree with those criticisms more in season two, again suffering from the stretching out thing and I think that my my problem with that. I think that's become a problem for me because I can watch this first series and say that's okay to have to have a piece of work which is a vessel for really well thought out messages even if the writer the writer's voice is across all the characters as long as that's delivered in a really good way and made in a really good way I'm quite happy with that I'm quite happy in it, in it being a sort of handbook for life of wonderful things you could say in the right situation and that's the world that it, that's what it's doing for the audience I think is it's going if you could make mistakes better here's how you would be able to do that that's the wish fulfillment that it's wrapping up, that it's restoring in our in our world. You know, we wish that we could put it like that, and we can't. And just in the same way that, um, that Steven Seagal can pull off moves that we can't pull off, and we know that that's ridiculous. So I can kind of take it for what it is in that sense, and that's what I quite like about it, is that I think I'm watching it as somebody going, this is really, really well written. They, they've cared about every step of the way with this, even if I couldn't eat a whole one every week for the rest of my life. I really, really like the way that they've put this together. That's my case. (laughs) Sorry, I just muttered it's not that well written. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time we wrote a a box set (laughs) and and made it. I think Matt should be the writer for starters. Because uh, he definitely is not going to be the actor. That would imagine we'd have to then criticise him. So it would be better if he was um, doing something out of his comfort zone. You do the writing. I'll do the directing. Jamie can be the uh, driver. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. Um, good. Should we right. talk about Game of Thrones? Let's, Let's talk. Da, 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 da. I've forgotten the music. But, by the way, can I just bring something up by the, while we're getting into Game of Thrones? Can yeah. I just say, once we, there was a time where me, us three, had a debate. You two against me. What's better, Walking Dead or Game of Thrones? Do you not feel like during this period of the Game of Thrones finale, you're really feeling how much better Game of Thrones is than Walking Dead? Had to try and rub it in, didn't you, Jenny? <laughs> I, 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 if, if I recall... Did we have that debate at the end of Game of Thrones Series 7 or at the beginning? I don't know. I don't know. Because I I feel like we had it before I watched Series 7. It was when Jamie had fallen out of love with Negan, so yes, probably then. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to change my position because I do think The Walking Dead is a fundamentally better show. But I will say that Series 7 of Game of Thrones uh, is better than anything I've well, is at least as good as anything I've seen in Walking Dead. Wow. And okay. and my position stays the same, which yeah. I've realised now what my position is on a lot of stuff, is that I, like with that one that we were just talking about, I tend to be annoying because I talk about stuff from the point of view of like, I try and imagine that I made it. Should I be should I be happy with what I've made, depending on what the particular audience is and what they're doing? And so my point still stands with with Game of Thrones. They've had to take two years with one of the largest budgets of all time to make this. Therefore, it should be amazing. And Night of the Ritz 
should be amazing and you should complain if your bath tap is slightly squeaky whereas with walking dead it's a massive show but it's a much smaller show they've got to do a lot more with a lot less therefore i think that it's almost comparing apples and pears and that has to yeah, be taken into account. Right, you've ruined the debate. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, <laughs> I've started watching the new Line of Duty. Now, I've missed out. I've watched the first couple of series. Uh, my wife watches stuff when we're recording this podcast. Are we done with Game of Thrones now? No, I'm, gonna, I'm getting there. Um, my wife watches stuff when I'm here, and um, one of the things was a new, number of series of Line of Duty, so I've just jumped back in with the new series. And there's one... Um, there's one thing that I think about both of them, which is that I, and I'm sorry to put this in your head, but when you're watching Game of Thrones and Line of Duty, it's it's very funny to imagine French and Saunders doing a parody of any scene in those things. <laughs> in the Line of Duty, it's like just the constant police talk and anachronisms and stuff. In Game of Thrones, there were so many times in this episode that I loved... I loved, I'm just being childish, but I'd love the moment, but I'd also go, imagine if it was Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders climbing on the back of these dragons and going for a flight with each other. It'd be absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah, it takes some bold steps. Oh, and the other moment that my one criticism of this episode was, you know when he goes, uh, Theon goes and saves the girl on the boat... His sister, yeah. His sister. That happens so quickly. It's like, listen, guys, we've got eight episodes here. Yeah, definitely. It was literally, they yeah. banged down the door and saved her, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah. a French and Saunders moment yeah. for me, especially when I, I predicted, I said she's going to punch him, and she punched him. It's like, um, that seemed to me like just something they were going, listen, we've got we've got to tie some stuff up quickly. Let's get there, that out there of was, the way. I mean, this is the, the first of many things that I was wrong about. Is right. that uh, John and uh, Daenerys turned up in Winterfell within the first thirty yeah. seconds? <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. I was screaming um, at the TV uh, with the whole. So the big <laughs> one was the big one of the big debates we had last time was about um, when will John find out that he was banging his sister, <laughs> his cut his uh, aunt, and um, Jamie's prediction on that yes. was in the first episode and i said there's no way that's going to be set up and re done so quick i was wrong so how many points do we give to jamie uh how many how should we do this marks out of five well jamie gets five jamie gets five yeah, five, five points. points the much more interesting decision is who was more wrong out of you and me yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I listened back. <laughs> While I think, obviously, you said right at the end of the series, which you would think would be as about as wrong as you could get. Well, that's right. I said that that's it wrong. wouldn't be a big deal. However, that <laughs> 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 it would happen uh, three or four episodes in. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, I don't think I've. I don't, it was like I didn't really fully understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Matt was definitely more right in terms of time scale. Definitely wrong in terms of would it be a big deal. It's definitely going to be a big deal. Um, yeah, I feel really like is. I yeah. was wrong in time scale, but I was definitely right in terms of this is going to be a... I'd still stand by you ended the series on something that was going to be instrumental in the next one and would cause a division between John and uh, Daenerys. 
That was. Do you, do you my know, point. I think uh, I think I was just approaching it from the totally wrong perspective. I'd kind of I was completely out of sync with what <laughs> Game of Thrones is, <laughs> and I, it, it didn't really hit me how important it would be that it's like, oh, hang on, no, <laughs> everyone really gives a fuck about bloodlines and yeah, uh, and, and, and who is the rightful king, and like this is yeah. serious business. And incest is a is a thing that's going to you know there's got to be a witty comment at some point about people about Jamie and Cersei. Anyway, well, I mean, I, my continued uh, horror at how willfully they are allowing people to be incestuous without any consequences. Yeah. <laughs> well, carries on. I was so but glad also, that that um, scene it, it didn't involve. That, like I, I said that I didn't think there would be any reason for conflict between John and Daenerys, and then I was like. Hang on, John's <laughs> going to turn around to Daenerys and says, "You know, you think you're the uh, rightful queen of Westeros." Uh, yeah. Nah, mate. Turns I, out I am actually. So uh, I think you would just suck down the, the, the knee. I was just. I think well, you would just suck down the rabbit hole that uh, many people have been sucked down, which is whatever Howell says. Make sure that you um, try and slap him with it, probably. No, which is I understandable. Think I was genuinely thinking, like, if people were reasonable. They just work it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad in that scene when Sam reveals the news. I was I, as John was realising it. I'm so glad the conversation turned to him being the rightful king, and there wasn't a line where John went, "I was banging my aunt." <laughs> I, I, well, I was I was really hoping there'd be like a moment where first of all he was like, "Oh, I'm the king," and then he goes, "Oh, like, I, really <laughs> I know, I know." That's a good that. point. Like, please don't do that, Jamie. I think it's up to you to award marks out of five on this subject to me and Matt. Oh, you get five points, do you? I mean, oh no, you don't. You, no, out oh, well, of five, you, you should both really get zeros. I mean, well, but I'll I'll give you a couple of ones, right? Yeah, but I predicted that this would, I predicted that this would cause my whole point was this would cause a rift, this would cause a division and mean that they yeah, go on that different hasn't sides. Actually happened yet, so you've got yeah. no you've it got has been, to support that yeah, claim that, yet. Yeah, actually how yeah, that's very true. It hasn't happened yet. So it has. You it's been it hasn't. that the, no, it the hasn't. last pretty much the last line was Sam saying, Would she do the same? Yeah, well, that, how is John going to handle this? Right. It's still up in the air. Uh, okay, all okay. right. Well, I want to come back to this next week and have some retrospective points if it does cause a division. Does but you've got to think cause. about how is John actually going to handle this, though? And I think John is going to go, there's a bigger fish to fry. We'll deal with this shit. Exactly. He's being very political, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yes. It's like he's been with his sisters. He was saying to them, Very you know, good. forget yeah. about the divisions, forget about bending the freaking knee. Yeah. We've got an army of dead and mm. they've got a dragon. Oh, I, I, we've got to talk about Bran as well in this episode because <laughs> uh, he was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Bran was just, uh, it was just like somebody had left him outside by accident and they need to wheel him in. They it's know, so brilliant. I, like, it's freezing. You know, what I love about that though is that's not what's happened. He knows <laughs> no. he's the third, third eyed, three eyed raven. So he knows exactly where he needs to be. So he's constantly saying to his carer, he's pushing him around in his wheelchair, mm. saying, "Just park me here and fuck, fuck off for a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until." Are you ready to come in yet? No, Jamie Lannister's coming in in a minute. So cold. So can you? (laughs) Because I'm a bit stupid. Can you explain to me the uh, look of recognition? Didn't he help Jamie Lannister once, or Jamie left him somewhere when they were up in the north or something? Well, there's a theory that he isn't even waiting for Jamie Lannister. There's a theory that because he says, doesn't he, in the show, uh, I'm waiting for an old friend and obviously Jamie Lannister then turns up and we think when oh, did he okay. say that I'm waiting for an old friend he says it he said it to Sam Sam says do you want me to pull you back inside and he says no I'm waiting for an old friend oh uh, um, right I didn't spot that at all 
Yeah, and the theory, one of the theories going around is that it isn't Jamie he was waiting for. It's there's someone else that Brand's waiting for, whoever this is, but someone else maybe that Brand's waiting for. Because you got to remember, this isn't Brand as we know him anymore. Brand probably doesn't give a shit that Jamie threw him out the window when he was back being Brand, because he's not even Brand really now. That's yeah, true. but, but um, remind me, that there was a time, because Jamie recognised him, there was a time, wasn't there, when they were? Didn't he save him, and they were locked in a tower or something? And um, one of them saved no. the other. Back no, when, you know, what Jamie, Jamie pushed Bran out of yeah. a window. That was the oh last god, time right? That's it. That yeah, that's the history. That's yeah. bad history. <laughs> Whoa! Yes, the but things yeah, I yeah. do for love. Push. <laughs> yeah, and then boom! Wow! And, yeah, and and I love the Bran's initial. Um, greeting for Daenerys was like, "Oh, by the way, your dragon's dead, and it's a zombie now." Yeah, it was just straight in. There. <laughs> yeah, there were some really good comedy moments in, in this mm. episode. Mm. I thought it was really like there were some real laugh out loud moments. Yeah, yeah, just just like bits where Bron was um, with the three women in the room, and uh, the the oh, maester comes in. comes in and cock blocks him hard, <laughs> yeah, and says that one's going to die of the pox. <laughs> and he's like, which one? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have a really annoying. Um, I, I have a, a thing that really annoys me, and that scene is guilty of it, which is that prostitutes always have to have Eastenders Cockney accents in anything. Hello, Governor. Yeah. Tappins for your cock. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it is. It's flipping lame, is or whatever, isn't it? You're like, All yeah. right, Governor. Ooh. Yeah, I hate it. Um, I hate it, and uh, I mean it could be worse. It could be a northern accent, I suppose. But everyone else has got one of them. So, um, uh, so can we talk about? Can we talk about something? Yes. Um, can we talk about the credits? Uh, oh. The fact that I asked you to predict how long they would be, and you said couldn't give a fuck. Oh no, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> two minutes, by the way. I was did right. You, did two you minutes. time them? I don't, yes. I, you know, yes, of things did. that we could possibly care In less fact, about. I believe that these credits were shorter than the previous series by about twelve seconds. Co- Amazing. Covering less uh, ground. So, the, but did we? Did, did you see like where it focused on the map? I thought that was quite telling because it used to go. Yeah. Obviously, it used to go all across the world. No, I was mm. watching the time. Um, but Carry now on. it's. It was just. It was the wall. Yeah, with a the gap in it. Th- and there was somewhere else right next to the wall, which I didn't quite catch the name of, but I presume that was where they uh, they killed the kid. Um, mm. Then Winterfell, and then it was just King's Landing, right? There was nowhere else. Mm. No. Well, that so explains why it was short. I that's shorter. quite telling. There's no Bravos in there. There's nothing in um, uh, Marine. There's nothing anywhere apart from those places. Yeah. And I, th- I, I think that's, uh, that's quite telling. Mm. And also, did you notice the um, the bits it focused on on the the ringy things? <laughs> no, mm. you know it's got no. those ringy things circling around the star. Yeah, on there, uh, it, there was um, bollocks. I went back and looked at it. There was bollocks. There was a, ringy there thing. was a lion eating a fish i want to say was this a dream yeah no 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 if you go look pause it on the credits there's like there's different animals on the rings which represent the different houses Mm. and um there's there's definitely like uh, the picture of the iron throne there's a land there's a a line above that wow this is a like listening to a man have a breakdown (laughs) 
Why is it like that? Why are you shitting all over this? You'll see when you listen back. <laughs> um, it's about symbolism. The, the relevance being what? Yeah, but are you going to draw any any conclusion from this symbolism? No, or? I'm saying that there's there's a moment where there's um, I think there's a White Walker uh, killing a lion. Okay. Oh, okay. Ah, and the Which lion I think is that, the that, Lannisters. That's going to have significance. Okay. Okay. So will Cersei get got by? The white well, or Jamie or Tyrion. Mm, this is true. This is true. Um, let's uh, let's check whether or not any of our other questions have come true. I don't think they have. John Snow banging his aunt. We've dealt with Cersei surviving. Don't know yet. Tyrion betraying us. Well, has there been any advance on Tyrion betraying us? There's not. He's he's made. I don't think the... that's even slightly on the cards. Well, no, no. Uh, it's weird because it was definitely like hinted at, but. The, I don't remember the, the look that you guys were talking about last week. I, I was listening back to the show and I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. Do you know well, um, he was on the ship and he was sort of outside the bedroom yeah. while they were doing it and yeah. he just looked shifty. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, or, or sad because was it, wasn't it the, imp- the implication that he loved Daenerys at some point? No, I don't no. think it was. I, think, I don't think it was that. I think maybe it is just he was concerned about his how his sister was really going to behave. Well, that's the reason I thought... He's to defend it, hasn't he? That's what the reason I thought he had the same intel that Bran and uh, Sam had about them. But, they, you know, I watched it back. It's definitely there. So that that will certainly come to roost in some way. Um, I've, we've all said no to the answer to that question, by the way, and it just made me think, with our scoring system, if we get something wrong from now on, should we also minus... What figures. I was going to say before, I think that uh, you should get minus three points for the when is the revelation going to come. Yeah, and you and should I should get, get minus I don't know five, th- yeah. three or four for saying that it was going to be small potatoes. I, I can deal with that. <laughs> Maybe five. I don't know. <laughs> I think minus five for uh, the doubling down that you did last week on small potatoes. In fact, I think it was about quadrupling down on that phrase. But I'm willing to make it minus four because I enjoyed the phrase um, small potatoes as well. Um, if Jon Snow decides to bury the truth uh, for the greater good, mm. can I get some points back? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I guess so. Hang on, yeah. let, let me work that out a sec. If he decides to bury the truth... <sighs> if he decides he's not going to talk about it to, to in order to get through the shit with the White Walkers... I suppose so, yeah, why not? Because then, let's say... Tr- Tyrion does betray us, but then he goes back on the betrayal. We can make points back up there. So, yeah, we can track these things as we go along. Yeah, no, I don't think that, because if he does betray us, then he's betrayed us. That's that's an absolute... Yeah, but if he makes that better again, like in an episode of This Is Us, then we can, nah. you know... Well, in which case, you know you can't. So that's that. <laughs> um, I, I, look, we're all in the same boat on that one. I'm only talking about this other one because that is actually something that could still come true because it hasn't actually yet been big potatoes. Let's cross the bridge when we come to it. White Walker situation, we've not met that yet. Dead or alive. Terrifying uh, scene for that small child, though. Yeah, uh, that was the, that was good, though, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. because to be, to be fair, this first episode was mostly admin. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, no, they, it was yeah, it was just setting the pieces <laughs> up. Church notices, yeah. And then yeah. to finish it off like that with a big kind of like, this is all going to get fucked up, yo. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, don't you forget it. This show will fuck you up. 
Yeah, and and um, this episode also a lot a lot of talk of how it mirrored the first ever Game of Thrones episode, uh, uh, season one, where the army arrive, Arya's in the in with the crowd. Interesting. And Very there's good, a lot yeah. of mirroring. Do you not been, think I, I've not put I've not pointed this at some old other people online? Do you not think it. that one of us deserves some points for pointing out that last week? Huh? Do you not think that I even talked about the pigsty that they stood in? No, it's not the same. Yeah, you were just talking about Jon Snow and Tyrion, weren't you, Howell? Clearly in my bones, I knew we were going full circle. You know that's what I was saying. And that's... No, you thought that that... You're clutching at straws, you man. You were this is what it sounds yeah, like listening to someone have a Come on, Harry, this is a, de- this is a desperate Unbelievable. man. Unbelievable. If you disagree oh, with the, them... Hold it together. In fact, if you yeah. disagree with any of these points, email us and we'll correct them next week. Studio at theboxsetpod.com. Let's make this a democracy. Maybe not. We'll see. Um, and no, nobody yet, has, uh, in terms of uh, dead or alive, uh, we've not... I don't no, think no, so no, no, yeah. no, 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 no um, movement there, uh, and certainly no did one. Anyone, on the did anyone? Did we talk about Ned Umber? I can't remember. We didn't, did we? No, no. he's dead now. Who's he? Yeah. Yeah. Which one's he? He's the kid who's nailed kid. to the wall. What does he do? The kid who was nailed to the wall at the end of the episode. Come on. Oh now. yeah, Get it together. Ooh, poor kid. Uh, it was a Catherine uh, again, again. Right, that was. Uh, classic um, French and Saunders moment. I wanted it to be Dawn French up on that thing, spinning like a Catherine wheel. That's where I thought they were going to go with it, but they didn't. Yeah. Did you think he was going to yeah. turn like a Catherine wheel at any point? No. Did anyone in the room say Catherine wheel when you watched it? I think a few people did, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, of all the people I watch it with. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, good. <laughs> no, so, no, no one said that, no. Uh, so two people said it in my house at the same time. It shows how in tune my wife and I are. Well, once Did again, you both that- just sit there and go, Catherine Wheel! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot has been noted about the similarity of the, uh, the, 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 the wagon wheel of legs. And in the first episode of Game of Thrones in season one, there's that dead body. They're all laid out on the floor, aren't they? In the, yeah, in the same pattern. What is this freaking pattern about? Obviously, we're going to come to it's the find dead that out, doing it though, isn't what's it? What's interesting also? What's that? It's the dead doing it. It's the zombies that are of course. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, the dead yes. are doing it. Right? That's very obvious. So they're also into yeah. kind of arts and crafts as well as killing. Well, it would seem that way, but maybe there's a hidden meaning behind this particular image that they're sort of fascinated with. No, I think Howell's right. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. yeah. you look <laughs> so <laughs> deep at stuff. Ah, oh, jeez. It's, it's an art attack with Neil Buchanan, Howell. <laughs> um, cut forward. Next episode. Cut, cut backwards by 20 minutes. Interestingly, though, six, this episode was 60 minutes, and the was next it? one is going to be a good hour and a half, 90 minute proper film chunk of an episode. I, yeah, I, so I think. They've got, I'm glad about that. That's something I said to Sarah. I was like, this is a short... I thought they were all going to be movie length, these ones. They've taken two yeah. years Already in the next episode, it's going to be that long. I thought they only got that long towards the end. No, I do. I think the next one's going to be a big one. Um, that's what I've heard. But, I mean, I might be wrong. But, I, yeah, I think they are going to start to build, obviously, now, now that we're into the proper... Everyone's in place now, pretty much. Everyone's... In the scenarios, what else did we? Uh, what else did we learn in this episode then? So, um, <sighs> was, well, we learned that uh, Euron 
has to die soon because he's oh, such a God. knob. He is he? just the worst, isn't he? Mm. Oh, mm. he please he, kill him. Even got a bit of Cersei there. Um, no length to which Cersei won't go. And so he doesn't know that she's pregnant. Did you think at the end of that um, scene that mm. she was about to cry? Yeah, she looked really quite sad, didn't she? It was quite an interesting moment. I wish they'd kind of stuck with it. Oh, yeah. I didn't read that into her face. I thought she had this little moment where it was like she she kept up the pretense. He left the room, and then it looked like she was about to burst into tears. Mm. Ah, it was kind of horrible, but it would have been interesting for her because I, I I have a real problem with the way she's played. I don't like. Lena Headey in the role at all. I love her. But the the interesting thing there, then, is the whole mother of dragons um, is being mother of something becoming a thing. Tyrion thinks so. We think that might be affecting Tyrion in some way. Uh, is it going to loosen up Cersei to the point that she goes, you know what? Don't even want the throne anymore. What are you talking about? Cersei being pregnant. That would be why no, she's getting I didn't emotional. understand what you said just then, that sentence where you said... Uh, Mother of Dragons being Mother of Things, is this going to affect Tyrion? I didn't understand that. You've now got a Mother of Baby going up against Mother of Dragons, right? Ah. Tyrion knows that she's uh, pregnant, uh, so it's become it is becoming a thing in our in our uh, plots. But um, is that going to soften Cersei to the degree that she's going to do something surprising or different than what we expect? I don't no. know if it will do. I think it. Just it's interesting to see that she is vulnerable, like especially now Jamie is definitely left her side. That was her last kind of real true allegiance that she could trust. All right, she's got the mountain, but he's just a dead, like a giant slab of meat, isn't he? Yeah. And then you've got uh Kyburn, who's um just a bit creepy. So there's not a lot of allies that she really trusts and loves around her anymore and i think it was just a nice moment of like oh she's on her own she's pregnant and she's having to sleep with a psychopath yeah. to get uh help that she needs and so th- I-, I thought it was nicely played mm. interesting one though about bron do we think that bron will do it do you think bron's gonna kill either Tyrion or jamie as he's been no i can't probably. see that yeah it wouldn't happen would it it's too mm. it's too he's he spent too much good bonding time with both of them. Yeah, but they've spent a lot of time setting him up as the purely capitalist guy who will do anything for money. He's, that's been true of his character so, throughout. So do you want to make a prediction that Bran is going to kill one of them, Howell? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think he will. I, th- I, th- no. I think a character has to have a um, a point where they won't keep on behaving the same way and i think uh, he will yeah i i'm saying yes that point. i don't believe it i'm kind of saying yes because i kind of don't trust the show not to you know i, do, I don't think the character would but feel like there's going to be a showdown of some kind there hmm. i think he'll certainly get in a position where he possibly could kill one of them or either both of them i don't know but i think he'll probably just turn at that point he'll go i can't do this this is stupid i think he'll just turn down the opportunity well maybe he'll go in that direction but he won't actually see it through yeah maybe it's a hard one to call i don't know it is because i, yeah, I think he might get to the brink and then uh he won't do it and then he'll get killed by the mountain and then jamie will kill the mountain they had that conversation in the last series that was all about dicks where he was saying it's all about dicks isn't it um 
and he is seemingly playing playing this character that's just all about the sex and the money and that's it what was know. that weird groan sound it was a bike passing Mike uh, at Matt's house oh it was oh, yeah sorry oh, no it just sounded really ominous it did it was like uh, the beginning of Paul Weller with broken stones on a bridge kicked around this place by feet I can do the whole song don't uh, I'm, I'm okay. I think I'm, I've had enough. Yeah, right. I think we've covered everything. And I, you know, do you know the Wallace one thing we haven't really covered? <laughs> the the only thing we haven't really covered is how we felt about this episode. Mark out of ten, Jamie. I'd say that's it's a, it was fun, and it, it had a lot of the moments I wanted it to touch on. Oh, you're meeting John John again. That wonderful embrace. Mm, since mm. they've not seen each other since the first episode of the season one, so I'm going to go with a, a solid nine. And it gave me the moments that I wanted to start the series. And if you could sum up your feelings and your emotions about it in three words, what would those words be? Uh, excited to climax. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Matt, Mark's out of ten. I give it a seven. Oh, <laughs> <Very subtle. laughs> yeah. And three uh, words. You're on must die. Okay. I would give it a solid eight and a half. French and Saunders out of ten. Give yourself somewhere to go, guys. Honestly, Jamie, you've got you've like. If, if they have the best episode in the world, you've got one more place to go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing whatsoever here. You're like Bruno in, uh, in Strictly Come Dancing. You've got, no, you've got nothing well, left maybe to Maybe it all raises, uh, raises standards to the point you've got a whole new measuring system. Uh, my three words would be, off we go. That's what it felt like. It was good. Oh. It moved. It was fun. And yeah, liked it. Very good. Email us your thoughts. If you disagree, I have a question. Whatever, In which episode do you think we will see um, the zombie dragon? Oh, no. um, well, the next one. That's a good one. No, maybe not. Well, they've referenced it in this one, haven't they? So we don't need to see it again. Yeah. No, but I, you know, it's, I, I, there was a moment where they were having their um, uh, a whole new world mm. moment, um, and. Uh, where I thought maybe it'll all get spoiled because the zombie dragon will turn up and they'll be like, holy shit. Mm. Sorry, what's the whole new world moment? When uh, Daenerys and John are flying through the clouds. Ah, got you, got you, got you. Um, It made me think of Aladdin. Of course, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say episode three because I think, I think, yeah, I think it'll be episode three. That's what I'm going to go with. Mm, I think it's got to be the next one. All right. I'm willing to wager five of my points on that because um, we haven't focused on them in the first one and they've got to do that thing, haven't they, in series when they then focus on the other plots in the next I think one. The, I think the, the thing is with the next episode, there's almost got, there's still too much tension that they've got to get sorted like Jamie Lannister arriving he's going to get shot on by everybody I mean Daenerys will hate it for killing her father so there's all of that to kind of pound out mm. I just don't see the ice dragon coming into it except it's too there's too much other shit that you've got to just 
too much drama, kitchen sink drama to get out of the way before they can get the epic I noticed that listening back to last week's podcast. I mean, sorry, gone. I noticed listening to last week's podcast that if you have not watched Game of Thrones, right, and you were to listen to that podcast, it just sounds like a soap opera. We are three grown men sat here going, and it turns out she's pregnant! It was, it's so kitchen sink, isn't it, ultimately, when you get down to it. Can I just ask you a question? Why is Jamie Lannister uh, going into Winterfell in disguise? Well, he's not, they're not popular. best fond of him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they are, they have agreed that they, th- they're under the impression that the Lannister army's coming to help, right? Well, John and Daenerys are, but the rest of the North are, are probably going to see Jamie Lannister and want to string him up hard and yeah. fast. Okay. I, can, I mean, think about, he orchestrates... <clears throat> a lot of deaths he orchestrated he was a big part of the red wedding that happening mm. so a lot of the people who were killed during that and he smashed a lot of the northern armies and then of course he was a big part of the the king slayer he's known as a man who betrays people he's a very unpopular man on yeah. the, in the north okay okay uh, matt was going to say something before when i interrupted can you remember what it was uh, i was going to say i mean I'm, I'm sort of regretting thinking it now but i i, I think we'll see the zombie dragon because the the night king and all his dudes can't be far from winterfell now right they've killed the umber boy who managed to get no, from yeah, yeah. from That's winterfell true. to his place and die in the space of an episode yeah that is true isn't it they are so, between yeah that is so i reckon the night king and his and his dudes are going to turn up on the sh- on the uh on the outskirts of winterfell at the end of the next episode uh, and then yeah. episode three is going to be one big-ass motherfucking battle. And by the way, if we were talking as a soap opera, here's what would happen now. John would stick with uh, whatever her name, Daenerys. (laughs) What's her name? Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah, Yeah. okay. John would stick with Daenerys, and he would fall out with his best mate, Sam, because she's uh, killed his family, Sam's annoyed, Sam hates her, and he would ignore his best friend for a while until he has to listen to him. That's what would happen in the soap opera. Hose before bros, you think? Yes, yes. Why does Sam hate her so much? I don't think... Uh, because it, she killed bit, his family. It's a bit much for him to be angry at her for, you know, the, the, the spoils of war, really. Well, if the person well, who murdered your parents is standing in front of you and, in the course and they're of the war, one who though, tells you... didn't know that they were your parents. Well, that's why well, he said I thanks for telling Brad's, me. His argument, Sam's argument is that, you know, he says, John, you would have made them prisoners of war. Yeah. And she didn't, didn't she? She, mm-hmm. she made them kneel or die. Exactly. And, and that has been the point about... That's what I was well, trying to say enough. last week about her, is that throughout her story, the question about how to rule has always been about how hard do you rule. And that's where Cersei rules hard. She's fallen into that trap a lot, where she's the question has been, have you made new slaves while trying to save old slaves? Um, that's where I still hope that John wins the throne over her. I'm with Sam. It's the first time he's not annoyed the hell out of me, that character. She could. Anyway, yeah, let's see what happens. Um... Thank you. Email us, studio at the box set pod.com. As you've witnessed, it makes our day, and we like reading your emails out, so let's go. Um, onwards. Thank you, Matthew. You're very welcome. Thank you, Jamie. Pleasure. Thank you, you, for listening. Like pebbles on a beach. Kicked around, displaced by feet.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.